Well, hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily. This is Wednesday, January 3rd, and uh, Happy New Year. You've gotten to hear so far this year from Pastor Mike and Pastor Asa, but I haven't gotten to be around to wish you a Happy New Year. So uh, Happy New Year to you. Glad to be back with you again as we jump into the new year. And uh, before we went into the Christmas break, I told you that we'd have a couple surprises for you in the daily podcast feed as we go into the new year. And uh, today marks the first of them. In fact, as you looked at the podcast, you might have said, wow, Brian is long-winded today. What in the world is going on? You might think that a lot, actually, but uh, this was like unique today, I mean, uh, because it's a longer podcast than normal. We're going to be doing something a little bit different each Wednesday that we're uh, calling Deeper and Wider. Remember that song from when you were a little kid, Deep? But I'm not going to sing it for you. Anyway, um, that, that whole idea that when we listen to a sermon on Sunday morning, we get a level of engagement in that specific text and in the ideas that are there. But, um, but if we're listening well... Over the course of the next couple days that follow, there's a kind of a deeper dive, a deeper and wider expression of that text. We're continuing to think and continuing to process. And uh, as that happens over time, I thought it would be great for us once a week to dive in a little bit deeper, go a little bit wider, uh, and kind of expand the camera angle a little bit and look at how the specific text that we looked at on Sunday and some of the ideas that we looked at on Sunday um, how they uh, impact us on a broader in a, in a broader setting, and so to do that, um, each week we have a preaching team meeting that we're starting up today for the first time. Uh, full disclosure: this is actually Tuesday, January second, in the afternoon when we're recording this. Um, but it'll be released tomorrow morning, so uh, it'll be the third when you get there. And uh, the group of us, that'll be a kind of a rotating group of characters. Uh, there'll be uh, some of us that'll be here most weeks, and then uh, there'll be others that'll be in and out, depending on who will be preaching in the coming weeks at uh, different locations and that kind of thing. So today it's just a small group, just me and Pastor Asa hanging out together. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So Pastor Asa and I are here, and uh, we're going to kind of dig in a bit to uh, the sermon from Sunday. The three different, what do you call it, three parties? A tale of three a parties. A tale of three parties. Oh, that's so uh, proper. British. Well, it's, really. it ties into wearing a kilt to preach on Sunday morning, actually. And which you are talking to me right I'm now. I'm talking, because so. right now you're wearing jeans. <laughs> jeans and a Buffalo Bills sweatshirt, which means I can talk to you. Yes, talking? that's right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. yeah, but once that plaid kilt comes out, no, I just ignore yeah. that you exist. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> So hopefully some of you enjoyed the kilt. At least it took attention away from those gathering hosts who are way too flashy. So anyway, it was quite a quite a deal going on on Sunday. But hey, New Year's Eve. You only get to do that once every six or seven years. What are you going to do? So yeah. So a tale of three parties looking at the um, uh, the famous parable of Jesus from Luke chapter 15, the, uh, the return of the son, the prodigal son who left and comes back again, the son who has always there and the father and all of that and um I thought just, man, really, really helpful and really uh, strongly applicational as I was listening and processing through um, that whole idea of the YOLO party. I don't know if you're familiar with that YOLO term, but as soon as I saw that come on, I was like, look at Pastor Asa being hip with the kids yeah, from sure. 20 years sure ago. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hip with hip with some kids somewhere and whatever. That's right. You remember. It was, yeah, that's right. Back in the day. So, but that whole idea, you only live once. And so getting what you can get when, uh, when you can, uh, I think lots of us can relate to that. Uh, that whole idea of the checklist party where we get 
excited about doing the stuff we're supposed to be doing and it's all performance based and we're constantly trying to get it right. Mm -hmm. And then of course the lost and found party, the fact that uh, God loves us exactly as we are, who we are and invites invites us in. And so um, I I don't know how this worked for you, but uh, for me, I always come away from a Sunday morning having preached and uh, there's some things that I thought, yeah, nailed it. And there's other stuff that I think, oh man, I'd love to go back and rephrase that and deal with that in a different way. And so so as you think about Sunday or some of the ideas from Sunday, are there things that you are coming back to and thinking, man, I'd love another shot at that? Or um, man, that one really, that landed maybe even with you specifically or maybe with some other people that you talk to or whatever. Yeah. Well, the, the first one, I'll have to start with the easiest one, was with the kilt. You know, <laughs> Ray totally told me afterwards, she said, you know, you didn't actually tell people that you wear that to parties in oh, like that is I didn't know wear. that was the thing. Like oh, if you wow. go to a wedding or if you go to like a formal get together or a funeral or anything like that, you would wear a kilt that's considered like wearing your military uniform. Okay. It would be okay. actually appropriate. And I meant to say that and she said you never said that. So you really just seem even more random than people thought you were oh, well, already. That. There you so go. Nice. that's nice. totally fine. Yeah. So um, that's uh-huh. that's the first thing. But uh, I think the, the other one um, <laughs> I really just want to wear a kilt right now. No, well, then, then I won't talk to you. It'll be a much <laughs> yeah, right. quieter podcast. It'll be more of a, yeah, right. a monologue. monologue. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that I, I started to touch on it where uh, people would, uh, some people have the, the identity of fathers in their own lives are is difficult and, and relating it to their yeah. earthly dads. And, and I feel like I can never quite say enough with that because yeah, right. how deep those wounds can go. Yeah. Uh, but I think the other side of that is to rightly see the identity of father, even if you don't have the quote-unquote daddy wounds, mm-hmm. to really look at who is God in your mind's eye, right? Yeah. And yeah. Not, like, we know the right answer. We know the Sunday school answer. We can, a lot of us can spout off theology that is true, right. and that's good. That, that's mm-hmm. necessary. And what do we functionally believe when yeah. our, our, right. our right. actions betray us? Yeah. And so I think to expand a little bit further on each of the three parties shows or reflects how you actually view God. It's like, yeah, a, back, right. it's like a backdoor way of yep. saying, sometimes you find out what your view of God is based upon how you behave. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a good indicator that you can kind of work backwards from. Mm-hmm. If I behave this way, if I go to the YOLO party, I'm so afraid of missing out, or I like new and shiny, or I'm constantly mm-hmm. feeling uh, uh, maybe some kind of a version of uh, depressive feelings, there's different forms. Yeah, of that. I don't want to get sure. too yeah. deep, deep into that, right? But it it could be that our understanding mm-hmm. of God is, well, I, I kind of referred to it, but you know, He is boring. He yeah. is, He doesn't get it. He's out of touch with reality. Uh, he really is the cosmic killjoy. He, right. He doesn't understand what joy is, mm-hmm. or he just doesn't care. Sometimes we have a view of. Maybe we weren't really super connected with our parents. We have this view that, well, parents are kind of detached and don't really care and don't, well, as opposed to a God who's highly interested yeah, right, in everything right, right, right. from yep. your emotions to how you spend your time to mm-hmm. you, you having fun. Like, did, yeah, right. did right. we forget that God made up fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, right. <laughs> there is no sense of humor without the existence mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And that's a whole yeah. other story. But right. like, we can have this view of God that he's this austere mm-hmm either ambivalent or could, couldn't care less or so mm-hmm. stern. I don't know. We had this view of God that's totally warped. Yep. Yep. Um, and therefore, that's why we look for the new and the shiny. Mm-hmm. That's why 
uh, we'd go to the YOLO party. I mean, it, yeah. as a nerdy, corny youth pastor, I said, hey, guys, it's not YOLO. It's YOLT. You only live twice. Oh, I, boy. I loved Oh, that's terrible. Stupid, that corny. So that's bad. like a... Ba-da. That is so right. bad. Wow. So bad. But like, oh, you know, trying to say like, hey, you know, we have to have a different perspective. Yeah. And, it's, and yeah. what I was trying to get at was that yeah. there's a God who loves you and you you will live. Yeah. Like, just, there's so much to it that we miss with the YOLO and, party. And, and of course, the whole idea that eternal life starts now, so you still only live once. You just live once longer. Like, once come once on. Longer, yeah. yeah. Okay, Come yeah. On. I know. Anyway, get unbelievable. In, get in line. Unbelievable. Here. These bad, bad youth pastors. Bad youth pastors. And unbelievable. Absolutely. Well, I think of. I think is it First Timothy six, where it says that God has given us everything to enjoy. To enjoy. You know, right? like there's this enjoyment that should be part of all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought you said really well on Sunday that idea that um, we make good things God things, and when good things become a God thing, they're then, a bad thing. Yeah, they are a bad thing. Yeah. They they crush us. And what was interesting to me was, um, you know, I think of the prodigal son parable and I always think of it as um, a comparison between two sons you know mm-hmm. you have the the son that goes away and you have the son that stays yep. but you told the story of three parties and um, I, I of course the father being the third character in there it's it's there right but I didn't really put that together and so I, I immediately jumped to um, I think it's Matthew 25 it's the end of Matthew somewhere 25 Talent. in that range yeah. something yeah. like that but the parable of talents mm-hmm. because there's three different characters there yeah. and you have the same kind of tension because you have the the one guy who gets five talents the one guy who gets two talents the one guy who gets one talent and the one with five invests and makes mm-hmm. another five and that's yeah. great and there's this rejoicing and there's more that comes from that yeah. the one that has two invests and does all these great things and has more but then the one with one buries the talent and we think like the the, the kind of the surface reading of the parable is i need to make sure that i'm stewarding well what I have and I need to invest mm. well and do do whatever God's given me I need yeah. to, and that's d- true. to do with it. It, it is that's not that it's and, wrong. But really right? the heart of the parable yeah. is that yeah. the the first when that one who gets one talent says comes to the master and mm-hmm. says, I knew that you were a hard man yeah. and that you were were gonna judge me harshly. Yeah. And it's that it's that vision of the father that changes the way that we interact. And mm. so like you think like what's the vision of the father that the first son has? Well the the cosmic killjoy, you know. Yeah. He's like, but then you have the vision of the father that the second son has, where he's like trying to get it right. You know, this constant measure exact up, opposite. measure up, measure up. Yeah, right. I mean, I would, I'm just imagining again. A parable is meant to say one point, but it gives right. us you kind of that creative, sanctified imagination. Yeah, that, exactly. Okay, yep. what else could we glean from this? Yeah, he almost viewed the father exactly the opposite. Yes, you know, right. instead of being right. okay, you're too boring. It's like, well, that's too easy. Like, they can't possibly be. Like living in grace, considering that the Father might be gracious, yeah. is totally foreign. Right. It's not a right. natural thought at all. Right. It's, right. it's that I have to earn this. Like, it's almost like he's this, I don't want to say malicious, but it could be a malicious person holding the carrot out yeah. and like gets some kind of sick pleasure out of making yeah. it a little further, a little further, a little yeah. further. Yeah. And then you keep biting and keep biting because he knows he can play you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so feeling like, okay, I'm a tool mm-hmm. as opposed to a child, like, that's a yes. very... Oh, like, yeah. so it's not just how you view the father, but then in turn, how you view yourself. Yes. Like, yes. So both are really, you kind of have to hold those two in tension. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a friend once who's, who's a, he's a very prophetic guy, and he was talking about uh, this time where he was just really wrestling with God, and he just kept saying to God, um, God, I, I want you to use me. How do you want to use me? He was in this place where he was trying to figure out what was next in his life. Yeah. And he kept saying, God, I, 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 I want you to use me. And then finally, at one point, he said, God, I want to be a tool in your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you want to use me? And he felt like God said so clearly to him, 
you're not my tool, you're my child. Oh. And that that whole, like, just, like, right in the, like, oh, oh right, yeah. right, yeah. Because I think we, we do. We want to, we're so driven by function and we're so yeah. driven by performance that it's, like, I want to, I want to be used by God, and God says, "I can do anything I want without right. you. Like right. I don't, I don't need you for that. You I know? get to. I'm, I'm glad to use you, yeah. but I really just want you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's, these, ten, these tensions that make yeah. make a big difference. I mean, is he the potter and we're the clay? Yes. Yeah. And that's not the only part of the Bible. Yeah, right. Like, there's exactly. a lot of facets. Yes. Like a diamond has multiple facets. There's so many facets that we we latch onto one for right. some reason. Right. I mean, I latch onto the checklist guy. Yeah. Right, right. You know, just just kind of my natural inclination. Yeah. And it, before you know it, it's so subtle. You yeah. just you realize yeah. I'm viewing. You, you almost have to accept that everyone has a default way of viewing God and self. Yeah. That is not true. That's not true. You have right. to come to terms with that. Yeah, and right. the sooner you recognize right. that, the more you're like, oh man, I have totally slipped into this other party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, and it's not even just those two. There's so many. Oh yeah, that's know. just examples. Yeah. These are like Well, within that parable, there common, are those two. Yeah, they're exactly. common ones. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's so many other identities. But, but like for, for me, like my default is not so much checklist, but it is very much like God is distant because mm. that's the way I always pictured my father was he was he was kind and loving but he was he was far away like there wasn't a a close intimacy yeah and so I very easily translate that over to God the father and so that idea that the father is like on the porch scanning the horizon waiting for me to come home like that's like that that's so foreign to me that the that the father would be so deeply engaged in my welfare or yeah. the desire for me versus the desire for mm-hmm. well despite himself whatever. or the cultural context of course mm-hmm. being like he should have his son stoned yeah right, right? exactly so not yes. only that and, and at, at best like maybe have this kind of like condemning look at him yeah. or something or certainly not i don't want to say undignified but it kind of would have yeah no, I, like, right. I love the way the jesus storybook bible puts it and that he runs off the porch and like runs through the hedge down the road like i can see him like doing parkour yeah. like you know <laughs> like through around the parkour. property you're gonna do explain <laughs> that for the uh, never mind oh never mind, uh, never mind. Don't even worry about I it don't yeah. Know. yeah so he's just he's bolting back and forth just to get to his son yes and or yes. his child and it's like yeah. good night like how often I, I can maybe get on board with seeing god as my father and loving me to almost undignify himself in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's right. To, that's right. B- because his love for us is so wild and untamed. Well, and... and like, in our senses. And it's funny, like, even you're, you're backing away from the whole idea of undignifying himself. But you think about Jesus, like, the, uh, yeah. the, the amount of indignity mm, that it is to, right. to go to the cross. Like, to, yeah, uh, yeah. to, to be right. killed, not just killed, but to be killed in that way. See, like, stripped naked. Yeah, like I, it's like, I struggle to go there. No, it's, it is, you know? but it's hard to get like like that's the level of love that God mm. has for us, and to oh. to get a hold of that, and to think like that's what that's what we're being invited into, and then you think like now nah, just take all the money and go to the far country, right. like like it's crazy. Well, wait, it's, why would we drink like, from the toilet? Yeah, right. right, like, right there's a right. feast. Yeah. yeah oh no, my I, gosh. Yeah, I love that. That was that a the pastor you said that said that? Or yeah, that was um, no, that was the lead pastor at Legacy Two Forty Two. Okay, was, uh, Steve Marfia. He uh-huh. would. Um, Frequently refer to that as some version of that, yeah. and he yeah. would expand on. It. Man, it's just so good because it, it shocks enough of the proper yes. society out uh-huh. of you. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I would never do that. Well, yeah. well, maybe I. But would. that was Lewis's C.S. Lewis's thing, right? Of that whole idea. There's a, a, a yeah. holiday at the beach promised, and yeah. I just stop and play with mud pies, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure he would have used something 
um, more vulgar than mud pies, but he was a proper British man. He was British. He would have said so it the right way. Everything they do is better. He probably wore a kilt too. Probably, I would guess, I'm sure I'm he did. Sure, he did at some point in time, and <laughs> I wouldn't have talked to him either. Oh, so, good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, in good company know, with Lewis. Yeah, that's I'm right. With you, Lewis, you, you and Lewis. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. How nice is that? That's, that's good. Great. I just yeah. got promoted. The other thing that hit me that I thought was really interesting. I had a conversation with somebody uh, after the service on uh, I, after the 10:30, I guess, mm. and. Um, we were talking about the idea that the the first son was all about what he could get from God, mm-hmm. and the second son was all about what he could do for God. Yeah, and those are like the the postures that we constantly That's flow good. back and forth between. You know, like I want to want to receive from God, and it's not bad to receive from God. Like mm-hmm. you know, he uh, he wants to give us all things for our enjoyment. Yeah, you know, and it's not bad to do for God. It's not bad to be a tool in His wow. hand. So both of those things are good, but ultimately huh. what the Father wanted and what the call that we have is to seek the face of God, not what he can give us yeah. or what we can give him or do for him, yeah. but to just be in his presence, you know, which yeah. is, it, it's it's interesting how we always, work in the way we structure our gatherings, worship is always a response to the word, and I think that's right, that yeah. worship is a response to the word. Mm. But there are there are times like this where worship is, of course, the right response, right. You know, like, like how do we enter into the lost and found party? We seek the face of God. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, you just, you recognize it's not about what he can give me and it's not about what I can give him or do for him. Yeah. It's just about who he is. That's it. And I'm just willing to do whatever it takes to seek his face. Yeah. You know? And ironically, the byproducts of receiving and doing for him, nat- what is the, you quote Willard every time. And doesn't he say like that naturally and easily... Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like it just naturally comes. So it's almost it goes back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to try and do it on my terms and how I can do it. Yes. And so I'm going to try to get joy one way or the other. Yeah. But when we finally like let go. Yeah. And say, yeah. well, the face of Jesus is all I need. Yeah, and that was Both Willard's come. definition of spiritual maturity that we would naturally and easily naturally, do the things yeah. that Jesus would do. Yeah, right. and it's but it only comes from uh, an embrace of who He is. Yeah. The more that we try, it's not natural and easy anymore. It's yeah. just our effort. Our it's effort, like, yeah. You know? Oh, it's so good. And it's so, so hard. Uh, yeah, no, it's... that's right. That's right. And it's so wild because as we get ready to turn the corner into the new year, um, we're going to spend the first couple weeks of the new year diving into the Trinity. That should be really simple, oh, right? Oh, it's we'll so just, easy. Yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. We'll get that, <laughs> draw a couple triangles and get the whole thing taken <laughs> yeah, care of. Yeah, it should yeah. be fine. Yeah, no problem. Use an egg or yeah. ice or whatever. <laughs> no, none of those. None <laughs> no, of those. Just, Come okay. on. Yeah, forget that. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> But uh, the the whole idea of the Trinity is this invitation into the life of uh, life of the Father, mm. the Son, and the Spirit together. This relationship, mm. um, this one, uh, Daryl Johnson. I was I couldn't remember if it was Johnson or Johnston, but uh, he he makes the statement that at the center of the universe is a relationship. That's the most fundamental truth I know. It's out of relationship that you and I were created and redeemed, and it is for that relationship that you and I were created and redeemed. Wow. That we're invite. the whole thing is that God is in relationship, mm. inviting us into relationship, yep. and all of the other stuff is a byproduct. And so you think like what we get from God, it's a byproduct of being in Christ, and yeah. what we give to God or what we do for him, byproduct of yeah. being in him. But the whole point is not the getting from or the doing mm-hmm. for, the whole point is being with. Yeah, abiding. You know? Yeah, abiding. I mean, yeah. this is just abiding. It's like Jesus said that before. Can't yeah. imagine he might have. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he said that once or twice. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, any other thoughts as you process through coming out of uh, this Sunday? No, I think that um, just, just continuing with the the um, that posture of worship. I think that's yeah. the more the more you and I have talked even earlier about the Trinity and, mm-hmm. 
um, leaving any kind of, not just this sermon, but any sermon, either metaphorically or literally, on our faces. Yeah. To say that, yeah. okay, I, I have sur- surpassed the place where it, it makes total sense. Yeah. Like, it makes enough I sense. I fully get it. Yeah. But it's, there's enough of this kind of holy reverence mm-hmm. uh, that um, is... Is it just it's there? It's always alongside of yeah. the application. Like there's right. like right. my heart is strangely warmed as strangely someone warmed. someone yeah, once said uh, one that's of the Wesley brothers. Wesley, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. So. That's right. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, I just think, I, and I think as we listen to sermons, and I think that's going to be the beauty of hopefully this Wednesday podcast is yeah. to be able to listen and uh, process more deeply. You'll hear different voices along the way that'll be chiming in. But to like think through as you leave on a Sunday morning, not just like leaving that and say like, "Wow, that was uh, that was very entertaining," or <laughs> "Man, that dude wore a kilt and preached at the same time," or whatever it is. Uh, you know, we, whatever the you won't see that from me this Sunday. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, when we leave from a sermon, not just letting it sit there, but then uh, really kind of turning it over in our heads and yeah. trying to think through like what what's this mean and how does this tie yeah. in to to who God is and how that impacts me you know uh, in discovery bible study there are a couple key questions you ask and one of those is what's this passage tell me about God and one mm-hmm. of them is what's this passage tell me about me and then what am i supposed to do with it supposed like, to do what, something what, about it yeah. yeah and so those kinds of questions as you walk away you know i i i was thinking like man, the view of God is really a key thing in here. And yeah. my response to a right view of God is to worship, you know, to, yeah. to be in the presence of God. Yeah. But what it tells me about me is I tend to go one direction or the other or any or number of dozens yeah. of bad, yeah. wrong directions, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so that's going to wrap up for today. But uh, the plan will be each Wednesday as you join us for the daily podcast, we'll have... Uh, varying lengths of conversation. They'll be longer than the normal 10-minute podcast. Some of them will go this long. Some of them will go longer. Some maybe a little bit shorter. You'll hear some different voices along the way. Uh, Pastor Jonas will be here most weeks. Uh, Pastor Nate will jump in here and there. And um, other people who are part of our preaching teams, both uh, here and in Spring Grove, uh, you'll be hearing their voices along the way as well. So you start to get kind of a rounder view, because we all uh, come together and see the scriptures differently. The scriptures are really intended to be studied communally. And so uh, one of the beauties of communal study is that we come at it from different perspectives. And so hopefully the advantage of these Wednesday podcasts is going to be a variety of different perspectives, seeing it in different ways and uh, hearing the scriptures in different ways. So um, I hope you enjoyed this today, and I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would be yours, that you would sense his spirit on you and in you, transforming you and flowing from you so that we would be the message of hope and peace and love that is uh, so longed for by the waiting and watching world around us. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, Pastor Asa will be back with you tomorrow for another version of the daily podcast. Until then, have a great day. Grace and peace to you.